am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. TikTok, TikTok, Tiger, time is done. The final word, World Cup Daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Seabus Super, the industry fund, clobbering your retirement for six. This is day 34. We were hoping that somehow they'd stay in the comp to the final day, Jeff, but it wasn't to be. Tell us how Bangladesh's campaign concluded. India racked up 314 batting first. They shouldn't have done. Rohit Sharma made 100, but he was dropped on almost nothing by Tammy McVale, and really that was all she wrote, 180 for the opening stand. The Tigers did brilliantly to drag India back. They kept them to 314 when it looked like it might be 380 or thereabouts, and they nearly got there in the chase. 286 they made, Shakib 66, and the lower order fighting along. Mohamed Saifuddin, 51, not out of 38 balls, but they fell just short to a Broomer. Yorker barrage at the end. Yeah, they gave it a crack, didn't they? Safudin's half century in 37 balls. It looks like it was gone when Shakib uh, fell on 66 and or 67, was it? Well, either way, 66. It, 66 was it right. So it, it was ever so close to being game on. And I think it was really when you consider they needed 36 off 20 balls at the end, two guys who were relatively set, then Rubel Hussain loses his stumps and and, it's, and it ended shortly thereafter. I, I, I know that it was 66 because I, I knew that he needed 69 to go to the top of the World Cup run scoring list nice. for the day and uh, fell just short. Sometimes you can't you can't get there. But, so the top of the run scoring list now is Rohit Sharma who's made what, 400s in this World Cup, crazy. if you don't mind? 400s and another significant score against Australia as well which set them up on that day at the Oval. So he's been, I mean it's been, it's been a competition for openers hasn't it? David Warner uh, has made a couple of times Aaron Finch has made a couple of tons as well. Rohit Sharma's made four of them. Uh, Jason Roy earlier in the competition, yep. of course, with Big 153. One. So if you can get in in this comp, it's a bit old-fashioned really, isn't it? Back, you think about 20 years ago, it was always the openers that were able to post three figures. It's only a relatively new innovation to 50-over cricket that guys batting any lower than about five could actually get to three figures. So the fact mm. that someone like Josh Butler has done it on seven or eight occasions now, whatever it is, um, from number six or number seven. Look at someone like Steve Waugh's career when he was, I think he scored, I don't know, I haven't got the figure to hand, but it might have been like his first one day international 100 was like six or seven years after he debuted, so he always yeah. had that five, six, seven or eight. So that, that, that shows how the game's changed and how this is like a little bit back in time where Whoa. if you get in early, you're all set. Yeah, Michael Clark, for instance, eight. You know, he opened the batting a little bit, but not much. But so. he got, I reckon he would have got four or five of those when he was opening at the start of his career. So I reckon that, that, that it's still... It, Remain true until recently. Oh, that, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. There's just in the middle order. You don't really have those opportunities unless your name is Virat Kohli, and then somehow you do it anyway. But he didn't make a lot of runs today. I was I was looking out for a, a niche world record today. Kohli uh, had he made a sixth half century had, had he made 50 and been out today that would have been six dismissed half centuries in a row in one day cricket which no one's ever done before a handful of players have done it five times uh, Joe Root Andy Flower Ajinki Rahane a couple of others who I can't remember but he would have been the first to six but he didn't get there that's a record I remember you were watching four years ago when we were in this country when Chris Rogers did it in seven cricket. times in a row I think it was to, right. to make you extremely happy when he was out for 95 at Cardiff I've never seen someone so happy to see somebody dismiss five runs short of 100 well I, I 
I had to get him over 50 first and then I had to get him out before the 100 came. And so, you know, I was barracking for him all the way to, <laughs> to, till he crossed the 50 mark. And then it was like, right, you've got to get out. And he did just, but seven in a row. I was very proud of that stat because no one knew until I, I was thrashing it on Twitter and suddenly there were news outlets saying, oh, Chris Rogers is about to break a world record. <laughs> seven dismissed half centuries in a row. World record Rogers was the hashtag if, if you want to do some Twitter archaeology. Oh, I, I always sort of wonder when we use the term world record, like, you know, if you're running the 100 metres, it is a world record. If yep. you've, you know, if you've, if you've drunk the most amount of beers at a certain pub in a, in a space of time, is it a world record because it happened at that pub? I sort of feel that way a little bit around cricket stats sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I guess you can say on this ground against this opposition on this day, but in the, if in the entire history of the format of cricket, no one's been out between 50 and 99 seven times in a row before. That's pretty good. I mean, you've got to be good to make a 50, so it's a good record to have. Anyway, we're being sidetracked, but 26 Coley made. Um, Rishabh Pant in the middle order, that was that worked for once. He made 48 off 41, bashed it around, looked pretty cheerful, had a good time. And that's important too, isn't it? Because the number four position has been talked about so much. They lost Vijay Shankar to injury and they brought Rishabh Pant into the side before that happened, of course. But all the same, um, he's not experienced at World Cup level. He's now made a contribution, which I think will be important. Uh, it might be enough to keep him in the side when Mayak Agarwal comes into the India squad to replace Vijay Shankar. They might have shuffled uh, KL Rahul down to four, but 48 from 41 feels like the sort of score he needed before we get to the semi-finals. Which they, have, I should add, by the way, India have confirmed their spot in the semi-finals they today. Have. They had they lost, and, and for you know, a couple of minutes there, uh, they, it was it was it was touch and touch and go. When, More when, than a couple, yeah. When yeah. when Shakib was out there uh, batting well, with a few different partnerships, it looked like he might do it relatively in okay. cruise control. And then even when he was out, you know, suddenly it, it was the latter uh, innings partnership between mm. Seifert in and uh, well, he had a couple. He had Sabir Rahman bat with him for a while, who made thirty six at a run a ball, and then uh, Rubel Hussain was belting a couple at the end. And so even when they were eight down, you were thinking maybe, maybe, mm. and then it was Bumrah who just who just bowl, just snuffed them out. The, the way he bowls those Yorkers, the pace that he's got, the way the slower balls, the way he mixes it up, the way he never misses the target. It, it was extraordinary. And there he was just bowling, taking the last two wickets in two balls to knock them over. Yeah, he's insistent. His Yorkers just continue to probe away. You just don't get an opportunity. We were watching the way that he bowled to England at the death. Five overs on the bounce in the final 10 against England. Hard yakka, exhausting work, especially with the amount of slower balls that are involved there and how much he has to bend his back. But you just can't knock him off that length at the tail end of an innings, which makes him, well, we've said it many, many times in the last 34 days, the reason why we tag him and not not just us the rankings as well as the best white ball bowler in the world yeah they, they went after Mohammed Shami and were able to get after him were able to get after Bhuvi Kumar a little bit uh, Shami went for 68 off 9 but they just could not get after Jasper Boomer um, Hardik Pandya also took 3 important wickets through the middle he got rid of yep. Shakib, which was key, and, and a couple of others as well. So he keeps doing that job where he's expensive and people attack him, but he gets you two or three rather than one, and that can be the difference in the end. In terms of the mechanics of the table, so India now confirm their spot, like I said before, so that their game against Sri Lanka becomes not a dead rubber because it'll affect where other teams finish, but um, they don't have to go to the last day of the tournament before they get to the final four. They'll be pretty relaxed about their, their final mm. week before the semi-final. It's unlikely they'll finish top, although they can if they win there and Australia lose to South Africa. So there's an incentive for them to do well there. But if they don't, um, if they don't, then they could drop to as low as fourth. But more realistically, they're going to finish second or third, which means they're back at Edgebaston against England, assuming England win next Thursday, which is quite tasty. Yeah.
Um, if you can hear some strange noise in the background, we're actually at the Women's Ashes game in Leicester um, watching Australia try not to stuff up a run chase, well, which it looks what, like they might be stuffing they're, up. They're 150 for seven with the fall of that wicket, which means they still have 38 runs to get with their last three batters, and it's been a stop-start affair. So th- yep. this could go all the way to the wire, but we'll, we'll talk more about that on other podcasts. We are, because we're recording this in a stairwell <laughs> while watching out the window. We've never done a final word from a stairwell, so no, it was an auspicious no. day. Tiger time is over, and I, it feels like Bangladesh have a big mental hurdle when it comes to India. You know, We, we saw mm. them absolutely choke in the World T20 in 2016. Yep. In, was it in the Nahadas Trophy when um, Dinesh Kartik hit an unreasonable number of runs off the last over for India to win <laughs> and then today when you know Tammy McBell's the one who puts down Rohit Sharma now he's he's their most experienced campaigner their most senior player it was a dolly of a catch it was early in the innings you take that you get rid of Rohit you get Coley in you put him under pressure and he shells that catch and the openers run up 180 and that's it you know that's really even though Bangladesh batted with great heart and courage they didn't deserve to win the game after having conceded that many and yeah. it just feels like there's something there's a stumbling block there yeah you're quite right about the about the drop from Tammy Ball at it deep backwards square. It wasn't even hit hard. It was it was one of those catches that you just need to get underneath, and he did. He did all the hard work and got there. And he was moving to his left as the ball arrived, but he, he did the hard bit and, and failed to execute the bit that they practice time and time again at practice, which will which will gall him. He's a, a a professional. He plays around the world in the T Twenty leagues. He um, has been such a staunch campaigner for Bangladesh for mm-hmm. so long. He's been brilliant um, for them and a match winner in their kind of their Test revival in the last couple of years and. This will haunt him. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be such a painful uh, result because the Bangladesh fans were there in force today. I saw some wonderful photos of them sitting, having picnics out the front of the ground, those who couldn't get in. Uh, again, with the Tiger stuffed toys and the Tiger onesies, which have become such a massive part of the competition. And given it is Bangladesh's last real day, I'm sure they'll turn out in big numbers at Lords for their Pakistan game on Friday. But this was the last game that really mattered. And it was in mm-hmm. Edgbaston or rather at Birmingham, where there are so many um, members of the Bangladeshi community, where, of course... Um, in the Midlands, we saw Australia play against them. The atmosphere was unbelievable. One of the highlights of the tournament for us. So they've added a wonderful. Um, they've been a wonderful part of our adventure, and, and I'm yeah. really sad they're out of it. Yeah, and and they've. I mean, they're a team that's. Um, that's acquitted themselves brilliantly. They've passed 300 in three different games. They beat South Africa spinning on their ear. They yep. um, nearly the nearly got 300 here again today. So they've. They've been a revelation, but yeah, they, Rohit Sharma has something over over them. The um, the quarterfinal, the last World Cup as well. He mm, was mm. he was out off a, a waist high ball that was then deemed to be a no ball. Oh, he was right. he was caught off that, and yeah, he went on to yeah, make a big yeah, score that yeah, day yeah, as well. Yeah. So, uh, player of the day is pretty obviously Jasper Boomer. I would have thought. Yeah, Jasper and and Rohit. It's the same old match winners for India, which is a great problem to have. The fact that um, MS Dhoni again is under you know I wouldn't say the same kind of scrutiny as he was a couple of days ago. Much different when you're batting first, but. You know that uh, they haven't quite worked out their lower middle order bit, but Rohit keeps making big scores. And with the ball, it doesn't matter that Shami didn't come off today after yeah. taking what was it four, eight, thirteen wickets in three games. It doesn't matter that they had to chop and change with the spin department to get Bhuvanesh Kumar into the team. They have got these enormous giant match winners which will be so hard for any side to get past in the elimination stage 
Danny's getting a nod in the Hall of Fame. Uh, 35 off 33 balls isn't too bad, although you know, when you're closing out the innings, maybe you want to go even a bit faster than that. But the point in the last over when he's batting with Bhuvi Kumar, who's a, a very decent lower-order batsman, sure, yeah. uh, smashes the ball down to long on and then turns down the run and says, nah, I'll keep the strike champion. Thanks very much. Uh, I think he's reached a point in his career, hasn't he, where he's, he's lost the right to turn down those sorts of singles, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe, in a, maybe in a chase when he's batting with the tail at the end. But yeah, as you say, Bhuvi's no, no tail ender and Tony is not in the sort of form where you get away with that kind of stunt. So I think he almost deserves to get in the Hall of Fame on the basis of his last two innings collectively. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a, a group. The, the other candidate that I had was Shaqib Al-Hassan's shot. I think it was against Pumra, against no, Hardik Pandya, against a short ball, like quite a... Quite a decent pace one, a bit of snorter. And he jumped up, jumped up in the air. He got both feet tucked up behind him. And then he played a one-handed pull shot while midair, took one hand off the bat and just scooped it with a one-handed pull around the corner for two runs out through mid-wicket. <laughs> it was one of the most unreasonable cricket shots I've ever seen, and yet somehow he made contact. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad that we can even talk. We haven't really had Shakib as a Hall of Fame candidate because we mostly had him as a player of the day yeah. time and time and time again. But she has he, been almost every time. He's in the offing once more, but probably on the basis of um, on the basis of uh, you know, as we say, Donny's performance last time and this time, he, he deserves to be in this sort of repercharge element of the Hall of Fame, which we haven't quite got to the bit where we tell you about the first thirty-two days, but we'll have him in the offing for yeah. that that bonus spot. Um, three runs short of the top run scorer so far. He's got about 540-odd runs in the World Cup, nice. if you don't mind, coming in down at number four and, and just doing it time and again. Yeah, we, we tried our best to get him on the show <laughs> during the World Cup. It's not going to happen, unfortunately, but at some later date, I'm sure we'll be able to get him in front of the final word microphones, and I think that's probably where we should leave part one. Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates, Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. That's very good from you, spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? We do, actually, as it happens. 50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider a CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. World Cup Daily, day 34, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for C-Bus Super. Casting forward tomorrow is a really very big game. There's no, mm. it might be the biggest game of the group stage. Although in saying that, I thought that was India, England. But I this is was. right next to it is going to be this because if England don't win or if New Zealand don't win, there sits Pakistan, Jeff. Mm. Pakistan lurking, Pakistan in the background like, deal, deal like a shark. <laughs> like a, you can hear the, the Jaws music playing as they circle around. But you cannot stick a tank full of compressed air in their mouth and then shoot it with a rifle from the mast of a sinking boat. That degree of difficulty is too high. I actually would say one thing about the result today for England and New Zealand. Had, had Bangladesh won today, mm. it would have meant that tomorrow was 
pretty much elimination, I think, if I read the mathematics correctly. That is to say, there would have been a winner out of Pakistan and Bangladesh who would have got above whoever loses tomorrow. But but they wouldn't have gone past New Zealand on that run rate. Right? On that run rate, right. yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, so, catch there, so had England, England lost, lost, they would, would have been, have been in major strife. Yeah. In a way, I think that possibly England might be suited better from the elimination game I think they performed because how big India was so if anything I mean I'm speculating on their mindset aren't I it's hard to do that but I, I reckon that even though it's not quite elimination uh, tomorrow it still does mean an awful lot in, in how this final four sets up well I mean it, it is in that if England lose that game tomorrow then they will be eliminated if Pakistan win. you know it's, yeah, it's as simple true. as that if, if, if Pakistan beat Bangladesh and England lose England are out so they don't have and that'll control. be the more likely scenario because as we said before Bangladesh are out which oh well in saying that Bangladesh being able to keep Pakistan out of the final oh, four yeah. we talk about how Indian fans were uh, oh, sorry rather the Indian side was being barracked for by Pakistan on Sunday yeah. um, this will be uh, like well yes needless to say um, there's, there is a lot of bad blood between yeah. the historical bad luck, bad blood between Bangladesh and Pakistan they'd love to knock them off that's yeah that's the real derby, you know, and that's the real quiz, um, Bangladesh v Pakistan. So there'll be no shortage of motivation regardless of what's happening on the points table. Don't worry at all about that. So England, New Zealand in Durham could be a fresh pitch. There were a lot of runs up there for the West Indies v Sri Lanka, 300 on both sides. So, you know, that could suit England. But if there's something in that wicket, New Zealand's pace attack might get something out of it. Yeah, I'll just add that it looks like England will be unchanged. They won't, ta- they won't play the second spinner. It is going to be a fresh pitch pitch tomorrow at Durham. New Zealand, on the other hand, they're talking about playing Ishodi again and two spinners. So they, they played a great series out last year in 50-over cricket in New Zealand. It was a two-all draw, uh, I think, from memory. Yeah. Or maybe England won 3-2. Either way, I know that it was a, a cracking series, so I have no doubt that uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll reflect that because it's such a huge contest. And I'm, I'm glad that it's in Durham because it was sort of the, the forgotten venue, the last venue to get cracking in this World Cup, and yet it has a group game with, well, nearly everything on the line for the participants. Bull Durham. Starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> We've only got four days of the World Cup group stage left. Gosh, Can you amazing. believe it? I can't. The the next game for India is Sri Lanka as well. The resurgent Sri Lankans with Angelo Matthews back in the in the bowling outfit. So where's that? That's on Saturday at Leeds. Oh, that's so, right. The double header. There's there's the northern double header with Australia playing South Africa yeah. around the corner in Manchester. Other India side of the be, Pennines. India will be wanting to tune up there. So uh, plenty to come in the next four days, and then it's finals time. So we're coming to the pointy end on the the World Cup daily and. It's been fun to have your company all the way. It absolutely has. Thanks for being with us today. India through to the semi-finals. Bangladesh, I'm afraid Tiger time is over. Adam TikTok, Collins and TikTok, Jeff TikTok. Lemon. <laughs> this is the World Cup Daily, day 34 for C by Super, the industry super fun. Whacking your time at the six. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Every day, hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.